Hello, welcome to Parents Go To OT Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Newman. I'm a pediatric occupational therapist, life coach, meltdown specialist, and theraparent advocate. I created Parents Go To OT because I realized that the number one thing holding kids back is that they are not able to receive therapy every day. Just imagine what it would be like if your child could receive therapy every day. Like I'm sure you've heard, it takes at least 21 days to develop a habit. And there's no better therapist for your child than you, the number one expert. This show is all about breaking the gap between parents and therapists to make occupational therapy common knowledge for all parents so you can start seeing faster therapy results. I'm going to teach you all of my OT secrets and give you valuable resources to start adding OT into your daily routine. So instead of meltdowns, tantrums, hyperactivity, and bouncing off the walls, you're going to start seeing a more calm, regulated, and focused child. My passion is to breed confidence and peace. That is my name to my website, Be Free OT, because I wanted to give parents freedom. I want you to feel freer, lighter, more alive, and more inspired. I will share powerful tools on how to feel and think like a therapist. I truly believe that parents make the best therapists because no one knows your child better than you. Join me today and let's break the gap between parents and therapists. Now, let's jump into the show. Hello, friends. Fall is in full swing here in Atlanta. I can see the trees out my window starting to turn red and orange. I have my windows open because it feels like paradise outside. I had one of those extra long days at work yesterday. And of course, it was the one morning I forgot to bring my coffee. So feeling exhausted after work, I took a wrong turn, which led me to the target beside my house. So exhausted Kelsey thought it'd be a good idea to pull into the Target parking lot. And of course, after I got there, I was like, well, I guess I got to go in now since I'm already here. So I go into the store and I'm like, "Mm, I guess I'm running low on some paper towels. Yeah, paper towels. But that's all I'm going to get. Nothing else. But if you know Target, then you know it's a black hole and does an amazing job of playing some Jedi mind tricks that convinces you into thinking that you need everything in the store. So, of course, I ended up leaving the store with some fall candles and house decorations. guess it could have been worse. So just a little reminder that it's not only our kids that sometimes fall short and we can't always have perfect self-control. We have to remind ourselves and our kids that it's totally okay to not be perfect. As I mentioned before in the last episode, as long as we try, that's all that matters and all that we should be focusing on. So even after I saw my receipt when I was checking out, I had to remind myself, to practice what I always preach, and that is uh, that it's okay to find ways to sneak in a little self-care. Just maybe next time I'll find a little bit cheaper way to practice self-care. But better yet, let's call it therapy, especially in front of our kids, so they see that therapy and working on ourself is for everyone, and that they are definitely not alone. But um, so back to my Target story. So later that night when I finally got a chance to sit down and relax, I took a bath for the first time in what felt like forever and lit my candles, and my, oh my, was it magical. Definitely felt therapeutic. I know everyone's therapy and what works best for them looks different, but I highly recommend a little candlelit bath if you have time. So now today I'm feeling recharged, refueled. My bucket feels full, feel ready to go. I have my pumpkin pie candle going right now, and today we're going to talk all about the importance of fight or flight. And I promise that you're going to take away a lot of valuable information, not only for your kids, but for you too. This may be my most important podcast episode yet. 
So you've probably heard of fight or flight, but if not, it is simply a physical response in our bodies that happens automatically when our bodies feel it is in danger. So just a little bit of science really quick. Fight or flight occurs due to the sympathetic nervous system that triggers the adrenals to release many hormones, but particularly the stress hormones and adrenaline. And if the mind or body feels that it's in danger, that's when it releases those hormones, which can then lead to an intense feeling of anxiety or fear that takes over the body. And the physical response I mentioned earlier appears someone as an adrenaline rush. So think heart rate goes up, sweating, breathing more quickly and heavily, and sometimes traveling, just overall feeling on edge. So you can probably already see where I'm going with this, and that is its connection to our kids' self-regulation and meltdowns and tantrums and hyperactivity and ability to follow directions and focus. So the reason we are designed like this, especially back in the day, I'm talking like cavemans here, when there were life-threatening dangers all around us constantly. So like a wrestling bush could have been a lion trying to kill us. So when our bodies went in that fight-or-flight mode, it gave people the adrenaline rush and stress response they needed to survive. However, in these days, fortunately, real dangers are few and far in between. So instead, what happens now in 2020? So now our bodies trigger the fight-or-flight response during non-life-threatening situations. So before I connected this to kids' self-regulation, I first realized and connected it to myself back when I first learned about this during one of my college biology classes years ago. It made me realize that this is what happens to me a lot of different times. So some examples that stand out um, are just maybe when I have to do public speaking. And thinking back to when I was a kid, I used to have a lot of social anxiety where my, I feel my heart rate go up and I would just make my body completely shut down when my body would go into that fight or flight mode. But one thing that showed me that my body used to stay in that fight or flight mode response for longer periods of time than normal, especially when I was a kid, was uh, my body always just was kind of on a hyper alert. So if someone lightly tapped me on the shoulder or even just walked around the corner, my heart rate would instantly go up and I would get startled very easily. My body just kind of constantly feeling that it was in danger and responded that way to just really trivial things, which makes sense why I would go on to be diagnosed with anxiety when I was, I think, 18 or 19 when I was first diagnosed. Things weren't like it is today. Thankfully, mental health and its importance is huge these days and getting bigger by the day. But when I was first diagnosed, I had no idea what anxiety really was, which is why I started my first two years of college as a psychology major, because figuring out how the brain works and how to overcome anxiety and improve not only my own self-regulation, but others became my passion. And a decade later, it is still my passion and truly feels like my life's mission. And while I still experience anxiety from time to time, I figured out my personal self-regulation formula that has me feeling calmer, at peace, and just overall happier than ever before. My passion now is helping kids figure out their perfect self-regulation formula because, oh, what a difference this would make and would have made if I started this and known about this when I was a child. It definitely took me down some dark roads, but I am so thankful that it did today or I wouldn't be able to help and spread this message. For me, knowledge was power, and hopefully you can use this information I have to share in not only this episode, but my other episodes and YouTube videos and my free therapy planners on my website, BeFreeOT.com, to figure out your child's perfect self-regulation formula so they too can feel empowered, at peace, and feel free. 
It's all about being one step ahead and learning strategies that actually work for your child. So back to why flight or flight is so important. If your child's body spends too much time in that fight or flight mode, it can have a negative effect in other areas, not just meltdowns or hyperactivity or difficulty focusing. When our bodies go into that fight or flight mode, our body is trying to prioritize. So anything it doesn't need for immediate survival is placed on the back burner. This means that digestion, reproductive and growth hormone production and tissue repair, all of that is temporarily halted. Instead, our body is using all of its energy on the most crucial priorities and functions. So personally, I think this is what played a role in some of the chronic gut issue I experienced when my anxiety was at an all-time high, which subsided as I started figuring out my perfect self-regulation formula. So this is where we see some of the harmful effects of prolonged stress. Staying in prolonged fight-or-flight mode or constantly being in and out of that fight-or-flight mode is a chronic stress to our immune system, therefore weakening our immune system. That's why stress is pretty much a precursor to any illness, like spend some time on WebMD and stress will most likely always be one of the main causes on their list. But actually, I take that back. Maybe don't get on WebMD. That's a dangerous place in a rabbit hole you might not want to get stuck in. So anyway... Research also shows some interesting side effects of this can even include losing voluntary control of your bladder and that memories can be affected during fight or flight and also after and that it can even lower our pain tolerance so we feel less pain during the moment. So think how a lot of car accident victims don't feel any pain until long after the car accident occurred which I then connected this to our kids who might get physical when they're anxious or in that fight or flight mode or maybe bang their head or might hit themselves or really any kind of physical reactions that could be influenced by this. This is all why knowing about fight or flight is so, so important and why I always say I believe figuring out your child's self-regulation formula is one of the most important things we should be working on with our kids because it affects our health, our attention, our ability to follow directions, our ability to learn, our peace, our happiness, everything is affected. So a lot of times when we get in fight or flight mode, unfortunately, there's no perfect or clear on or off switch. But through my OT knowledge and personal experience, I found quite a few different methods that work to help not only switch off, but to prevent going into that fight or flight mode. So it's all about figuring out what, which one of those strategies works best for your child. So step one is to first, and if you've been following me for a while, then you know how important I think this is. So first, part A is all about figuring out what your child's triggers are, and there are six main causes. And part B is figuring out the time of day that your child is most dysregulated, whether that be meltdowns, not listening, really hyper, really emotional, or whenever they have just a hard time focusing. Figuring out your child's triggers in the time of day is so important because knowledge is power. And this way, you can be one step ahead to prevent meltdowns and dysregulation. So something really important to know about all of this, and you might have heard me mention this before, I truly think this is all connected. But if your child has any sensory processing difficulties, which is pretty much any child who shows any type of dysregulation because all kids' senses are still developing. So all kids experience this in one form or another. Just some kids might experience this little more than others. But if you have ever heard me talk about the traffic jam that happens in our brain when our minds can't process all the sensory input coming in. So when the sensory overload happens, a lot of times our bodies go into fight or flight mode. 
And so a lot of kids' brains, when that traffic jam occurs, their body interprets this as that they're in danger. So I'm not going to go into really a lot of detail right now, but to learn more about this, definitely check out my sensory series on my website, BeFreeOT.com. Or if you haven't signed up for my Meltdown Manual course, um, you can take lesson one for free, which goes over those top six causes of meltdowns and dysregulation. I also talk about it in episode one. So let's wrap up step one really quick. So this is all about figuring out your child's triggers for dysregulation. And next up, step two is all about desensitization. So right now, there are certain times of day or certain things that are your child's triggers, aka their body right now is just sensitized and used to immediately responding in that fight or flight mode. So some examples might be transitioning back from school can cause sensory overload, sending your child into fight or flight mode, maybe dinner time because they're picky eaters, so food is overwhelming and scary. Or maybe that is anything related to handwriting. So for step two, our goal is all about helping them desensitize. So one way is by setting the sensory mood during the times of day when they're most dysregulated in order to meet their sensory needs. So let's say it's meltdown city right after your child gets home from school or maybe right before bed. It's time to completely change what they're used to, completely change that environment to help them feel calm and relaxed and safe during those times. So maybe you can have your child wear noise-canceling headphones, have the lights dim, maybe have some candles or essential oils going to help keep the atmosphere calm and peaceful. Instead of giving them access to the whole house to run around, maybe just keep it down to one room or a smaller space to prevent any sensory overload. You can also give them a deep pressure massage because we all know my golden therapy rule is that deep pressure is calming. The goal is to desensitize your child, meaning that they learn to no longer associate anxiety or whatever their trigger was or that time of day. So their triggers pretty much are no longer triggers. So the goal is to desensitize your child by engaging your child in the situation or whatever their trigger is during those times to help them feel completely secure, safe, and relaxed going into the situation and also during the situation. So this is where we are going to stop for today, but don't worry, it is not over yet. Next episode is going to be a part two, and this is going to be all about grounding and we're on how to counteract fight or flight mode. So keep an eye out for that next week. Also, Meltdown Manual 2.0 closes October 23rd. So if you haven't signed up for for that yet, join me in helping you make and create your child's meltdown plan, aka figuring out their perfect self-regulation formula. I am so excited about this course. There is so, so, so much good stuff inside. And if you have any questions at all, you can email me at BeFreeOccupationalTherapy at gmail.com. Also, if you did enjoy today's episode, please take a minute to subscribe to my parents' go-to OT podcast and leave a review. It would truly mean the world to me. You are all amazing therapy parents for taking the time to learn so you can empower your child. Together, we are going to bridge the gap between parents and therapists. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. And I'll see you next week on Parents Go-To OT. Thank you.